0: From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the police open an investigation into the apparent suicide of a former chief of staff of Maine Opposition Democratic Party Chairman E.J. Myung. North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, oversees a fire-assault drill by an artillery unit as the North fired multiple short-range ballistic missiles toward the Yellow Sea on Thursday. And Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida says he will have candid talks in next week's summit with President Yoon zong yo to strengthen bilateral relations. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The police have launched an investigation into the apparent suicide of a former chief of staff of the main opposition Democratic Party chairman E.J. myung According to police and fire officials, E's former aide, surnamed Jun, was found dead at his home in Gyeonggi province city of Songnam at around 6.45pm on Thursday. The ex-aide was grilled by prosecutors regarding third-party bribery allegations against the DP chief who is suspected of attracting corporate donations to Songnam Football Club when he was city mayor and the de facto club president in return for administrative favors. Meanwhile, in his suicide note, the deceased aide reportedly called on Lee to step away from politics and said that there should be no more sacrifices, a comment perceived to refer to the suffering of people around Lee due to various suspicions and investigations surrounding the party chief. The apparent suicide marks the 5th death among those allegedly involved in corruption scandals related to the DP chief. Main opposition Democratic Party leader EJ Myung blamed the prosecution for causing the apparent suicide death of his longtime aide and first gubernatorial chief of staff. At a Supreme Council meeting on Friday, he said the news of the former aide's death identified by his surname Jun, was difficult to believe and that he cannot forgive the prosecution for the excessiveness of its probes into corruption allegations against him. The DP chief urged the ruling side not to abuse such an unfair death as a political tool before describing the prosecution's investigations under the Yunseung-yul administration as a hunt that will never end until the target is caught. Speaking about the deceased, Yi said John was the most upright, faithful, devoted, and competent public official he had ever met, suggesting that he had likely decided to end his life due to the prosecution's manipulation of its investigation. Meanwhile, the ruling People Power Party said the fear of death shouldn't continue, referring to the series of deaths of those surrounding E, urging him to take political responsibility over the deaths. North Korea said on Friday that its leader Kim Jong-un oversaw a fire assault drill by an artillery unit a day earlier. The North's state-run Korean Central News Agency said that Kim gave field guidance to the Hwasong Artillery Unit charged with an important operational task of the Korean People's Army on the Western Front on Thursday and watched the drill. Overseeing the exercise, Kim reportedly stressed the need to overwhelmingly respond to any war preparations by the enemy. Kim was accompanied by his young daughter, Jue, who has appeared recently in a series of major events. The KCNA said that the artillery unit demonstrated its capability to respond in an actual war by striking an enemy operations airfield targeted in a simulated drill. On Thursday, South Korea's military said the North fired multiple short-range ballistic missiles toward the Yellow Sea from the northwestern port city of Nampo at around 6.20 p.m. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has vowed to hold candid talks in next week's summit with President Yoon Sung-nyol in a bid to strengthen bilateral relations. According to Kyoto News Agency, during a liaison meeting between the government and ruling party on Friday, Kishida positively assessed South Korea's solution to the wartime forced labor compensation issue and he pledged to exert efforts on the summit level to step up strategic cooperation bilaterally and also with Washington. Speaking to reporters the previous day, the Prime Minister said he will take President Yoon's visit to Japan as an opportunity to bolster relations. During the summit, the two are expected to affirm the resumption of what's called shuttle diplomacy or making regular mutual visits to each other's country. They are also expected to touch on various pending issues, including Tokyo's trade curbs and the normalization of bilateral military intelligence agreement known as GSOMIA. Seoul's foreign ministry said on Friday it sees Japanese firms accused of wartime forced labor may take part in a tentatively named Future Fund under discussion between the two countries' business communities. Speaking to the foreign press, a senior ministry official was asked about whether the accused Japanese firms will take part in the so-called Future Fund or a domestic foundation that is tasked with compensating forced labor victims on South Korea's own terms without involving Japan. The official said the firms are not likely to contribute to the foundation, which is set up under the Interior Ministry, in the short term, but stressed that the door remains open and noted that the Japanese government said it will not oppose their participation. The official defended the contentious compensation plan announced earlier in the week, saying it does not disregard relevant Supreme Court rulings, but is rather intended to help their implementation. Following the Yoon sung government's announcement of its plan to compensate victims of Japan's wartime force labor through a fund using domestic corporate donations on Monday, KBS surveyed South Koreans' initial response. The plan has proven to be unpopular with the general public, with over 70% in favor of Seoul exercising its right to indemnity from the liable Japanese firms. Baeju Yun reports.
1: A KBS survey finds that more than half of respondents view the government's plan to compensate victims of Japan's wartime forced labor using domestic funds as a wrong decision. Negative responses accounted for 53.1 percent versus the 39.8 percent that approved, with opinions split by age groups, as those in the 20s and 60s viewed the plan positively, while a majority of those in their 30s to 50s disapproved. Opinions were close on the plan's effect on the development of future-oriented relations between Seoul and Tokyo, with 51.5% believing it will not help against 46.1% who believe it will, a difference within the survey's margin of error. An overwhelming majority of 72.1% felt that a lack of an apology and participation in the fund by the two liable Japanese firms rendered the plan only a partial solution, while 24.7% were satisfied with the outcome. An even greater number of respondents were in favor of sole seeking indemnity from the two companies after the compensation is paid out through a fund of domestic corporate donations at 72.5%, while 22.7% opposed such a move. A majority of the respondents, 61.4 percent, cited an apology from Tokyo and the accused Japanese companies as the most important part of any resolution, while a mere 9.7 percent said compensation should be swiftly paid, regardless of the method. The phone survey of 1,000 adults nationwide was conducted by Hangul Research on Tuesday and Wednesday. Pedro and KBS World, Radio News.
0: South Korea's national baseball team will play against Japan and Tokyo on Friday night in a crucial bid to advance to the quarterfinals of the World Baseball Classic. Kim Kwang hyun of the SSG Landers will start at the Tokyo Dome as Team Korea seeks to overcome the shock of falling to Australia 8-7 the previous day and shore up any chance to recreate the success of 2009 when the team reached the semifinals. Japan, which cruised past China 8-1 to on Thursday, is starting Yu Darvish of the San Diego Padres as it seeks to move closer to its goal of winning the tournament for the third time. The top two teams from Pool B comprising South Korea, Japan, Australia, China and the Czech Republic will advance to the single elimination bracket with the top two from three other pools. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 24.50 points, or 1.01% on Friday, to close the week at 2,394.59, the Tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, shedding 20.62 points, or 2.55 percent, to close at 788.60. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened to one against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,324.21. <laughs> And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.